Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in on Tuesday, January 24th, 2023, a few days after the Jaguars season has ended. We've talked about it here on the channel, the Jaguars losing to the Chiefs in the divisional round. A disappointing end, but obviously a season of hope, of optimism, of change, of, of many things for the Jaguars here in 2022. They went from worst to first. Worst in the AFC South two years in a row. Worst in the NFL two years in a row. To hosting a home playoff game, winning their division, winning a home playoff game, and just falling short to the Kansas City Chiefs, who had some issues of their own. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes dealing with the ankle injury. But they fell just short, 27-20. to 20. It was a hell of a year. Hell of a run. Hell of a start to the Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence era here in Jacksonville. But now that, that the bar has been set, now that Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence and this group of, of players and coaches have made the playoffs, hosted a home playoff game, have shown that Trevor Lawrence can be that quarterback. Have, have, you've, you've seen that Doug Peterson is that coach and that there's a lot of talent around uh, the rest of this roster and that there's good coaches throughout the rest of the staff and that the, the personnel department has been uh, doing a much better job over the last couple years. Uh, there's all these things to recognize and all these lead to the fact that expectations are going to be higher in 2023. The Jaguars are going to be expected, if not by the national media, at least by Jags fans, to win the AFC South in 2023. Like It's not going to be acceptable anymore to uh, pitter-patter around and end up with a top five pick or a top ten pick. This is a team that is going to be expected to make the playoffs. A team that's going to be expected to win their division and host another home playoff game. And a team where if you're trying to level up, if you're trying to do more than you did in 2022, which is obviously going to be the goal, you're going to have to get past the divisional round. At least get back to it. At the very least. Otherwise, people are going to be upset. Bottom line. Because this is an expensive roster. It's a talented roster. You have the elite head coach. You have the quarterback, the young quarterback, who's you know, a star already and entering year two in Doug Peterson's system, there will be even more expectations. So my, my thought process here is today we're going to talk about how the Jaguars can level up in 2023. How can they improve? How can they take a step towards being able to beat the Chiefs or the Bengals or the Bills in the playoffs? How do they get there? There's a lot of different ways they can get there. Uh, most people throughout the next couple months are going to be talking about free agency and roster moves and, and, um, and the draft, obviously. And that's the, 
the biggest way to add new talent, no question, to improve your overall talent base through free agency in the draft. But I, I do think one thing maybe some folks are not giving enough credit to or um, moving into this 2023 offseason is the fact that the players on this team right now, the players under contract, a lot of them are going to be better football players in 2023 thanks to the coaching staff and the development that they're going to go throughout this offseason and the experience that they established in 2022 playing so many games playing so many meaningful games at home and on the road and the playoffs this is going to be a better team not only because of the experiences they've had together from the time on task they've had together under Doug Peterson Mike Caldwell Heath Farwell but also just because there's a lot of young players that that were in their first year in this system. And there's a lot of players that even aren't super young, but it was their first year in these systems. They're going to get more comfortable in the systems. Bottom line, uh, when you're talking about the, the vets that are going to get more comfortable in the system, I mean, look at all the free agents they signed last year. They came in to a brand new system a brand new culture, and a lot of them, while they might not have hit the ground running, so to speak, by the end of the season, they were playing at a really high level. When you talk about Foye Lewican, Darius Williams, um, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. There's so many of those guys. But then you talk about the actual young players that are just going to get better in terms of being more professional and uh, understanding more about the game at the NFL level. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Luke Fortner, Walker Little, uh, Trayvon Walker, uh, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, Andre Sisco, Tyson Campbell. I expect all those players to take steps forward in one way or another in 2023. And so that's a huge way that the Jaguars can level up. They are a young, they were still one of the youngest teams in the league. So those young guys, I expect them to develop because you've got the right guys in the building. Um, from a desire standpoint, they want to go and be better football players. And you've got the right coaches in the building. This is a really, a really well put together coaching staff. And it starts at the top with Doug Peterson. Um, and, and you've seen it throughout history. There's often second year of a, a regime, a pretty big jump. The Jaguars had a pretty big jump in year one of this regime, but you just look at Doug Peterson's past. In, in year two in Philly, he took them to the Super Bowl, and I'm not trying to say the Jaguars are going to do that or say these are equal or similar. I would say they, they, they could be similar situations. They're not the same situation. I'm not trying to say the Jags are going to the Super Bowl next year. I'm just trying to say from a, a an operational standpoint, a talent standpoint, I think all these things are going to look improved in 2023 without even adding in the talent influx of potential free agents of the NFL draft, all that stuff. This team, I think, will be better in 2023 without that stuff. And you can't rely on that every year. You're not just going to be stagnant and get better every year. But when you have such a young team that's going into year two in this regime, I do think they'll get better just by uh, – just by going throughout this offseason and getting into year two of Doug Peterson's system and, and developing that way. But you can't rest on your lures if you're an NFL franchise. You've got to try to add to it. Uh, you've got to try to level up your talent, your level of talent, because overall, I don't think the Jaguars are as talented as any of the other final four teams that were in the AFC, right? You talk about the Chiefs, Bills, um, 
uh, Bengals and Jaguars. The Jaguars are clearly right now the fourth most talented team among them. Now that can change pretty quickly. Uh, again, if some of these guys show the development, I expect them to with another offseason in this system. You're going to get Calvin Ridley back too, or not back, but for the first time in Jacksonville. Uh, and he already factors into their cap situation. Um, he's already, you know, as soon as he's able to be reinstated, which they're able to apply for reinstatement February 15th, he should be ready to go. And, uh, you know, he's fired up. He's been all over the Twitter timeline. Um, he's ready to come and be in Jacksonville and, and help help this offense grow. And if you talk about adding Calvin Ridley, who's a legitimate number one receiver to the mix that you already have at receiver, uh, with Christian Kirk, with Zay Jones, that's not bad. You like a lot of that. Now, there's going to be some big decisions the Jaguars have to make from a money situation moving past just the in-house guys. You've got free agents, um, unrestricted free agents that were on your roster this year that, that meant a lot to this football team. You have to decide what to do with players like that. Um, you also have to decide how are we going to have a little bit of cash to spend on outside players um, to improve our roster. Jaguars currently, according to overthecap.com, they're about negative 14 million when it comes to cap space, negative 14 million. That means they need to clear some cap space in a big way. And the expected cap for 2023 is going to be 225 million, according to overthecap.com. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot that the Jags need to do. Fortunately for the Jags, there's a lot that they can do. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of that stuff. And right now, this is not going to be me saying this is absolutely the groundwork that the Jaguars must follow to level up and get better and and you know be able to move on past the divisional round of the playoffs, whatever. This is just an example, an early example. Again, it's January 24th right now. An early example of how the Jaguars could handle it in a way that I think would be advantageous to them both in 2023 and long term. And so we'll just go through some of the in-house free agents um, that I think that the Jaguars need to address and some of the contracts that the Jaguars need to address that they currently have and, and maybe you know sneak in a quality player in there from free agency and then attacking the draft, obviously. So I think the biggest move you have to make to start this whole thing is to cut Shaquille Griffin. I think it'll be best for him and for the team if um, you move in different directions, the Jaguars just simply can't afford to pay him now that he looks like he's the third best corner on the team. He's making big time starter money. They're going to save $13 million if they decide to move on from Shaquille Griffin against the cap. And that's going to get them, according to over the caps um, cap figure here, that would get them to about negative 1 million. So, you know, 1 million over the cap. They need to get obviously under the cap. So I think you also are going to have to cut someone else um, that, that's a high value, high, high value, at least in terms of the contract, um, right? And I think that the most likely candidate is Roy Robertson Harris. As much as he played fantastic football for the Jaguars down the stretch, and I think he's a valuable piece up front for the Jaguars, both against the run and the pass at times. I think he's a really good interior penetrator. I just don't know how you can uh, pay everyone that you want to pay here. And I think when it comes down to it, Roy Robertson-Harris, 
he's a he's a role player. Uh, he's not a full time starter in my opinion. He's a guy that uh, I think you can afford to try to replace here in Jacksonville. Cutting him would save you $8 million. And I'm not trying to say I want the Jags to cut Roy Robertson Harris. I want them to be able to keep everyone. I just don't know how they can do it. So releasing him would save you another $8 million, which would get you to uh, $7 million in cap space. So now you're in the clear a little bit here. Then it would be time for me to restructure some contracts. I would try to restructure Christian Kirk because he signed a four-year deal because you feel really good about what you're paying him right now and how that contract will evolve long-term. You're going to want to have him around as your um, wide receiver too. And no, he's not aligning outside. He's still going to align in the nickel, but you're going to want to have him around because he is a really, really good football player. I think if you restructure him, offer him a really nice big signing bonus, you're not taking any money away from him, uh, but that allows you to kick that signing bonus down the road. It allows you to lessen his 2023 salary cap hit. I think you could save about $10 million or more doing that. We'll just say $10 million uh, for now, which would get the Jaguars to $17 million in cap space. I think you'd, you want to try to restructure a couple other guys as well. Uh, for this exercise, I did Rayshon Jenkins and Zay Jones. Um, and I basically restructured them, saving each of them saving the Jaguars $5 million in cap space, getting the Jaguars to $27 million in cap space. And I know some people are like, how the hell are the Jags going to do all this? It's really not that wild. And it's not like when you restructure these contracts, it hurts the players. It actually puts the, a big check in their bank account early on with the signing bonus and you just kick the money down the road a little bit. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be Rayshon or Zay in particular, but I do think there's going to be a couple of contracts beyond Christian Kirk. I think there's going to be two or three contracts here that you've got to restructure in order to get into a, a manageable situation, salary cap space wise. And I think they should be able to do it. No problem. It's really not uh, far fetched at all. And then, so with the 27 million you've created in salary cap space, I say, you try to get Jawan and Evan back, not on deals that are unfair to them, but on deals that are somewhat team-friendly. And, and what do I mean by that? I mean, I, I mean, you, you bring them back at a price that you think is fair that isn't completely ridiculous when you compare it to the market. And so I think you could probably get Jawan for in between 12 and 14 million. I went on the high side for this projection. Four years, 56 million, which would be 30-something million guaranteed. But because Shad Khan is willing to write these big-ass signing bonuses that he's proven year in and year out that he's willing to write. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're only talking about a $5 million 2023 cap hit for Jawan Taylor, even though his uh, annual 
average salary is going to be about 14 here. That gets you down to 22 million in cap space. Sign Evan Ingram. I think you give him what you gave him this year, but over a long-term deal, $9 million. Three years, $27 million. That'd get you to about uh, $18 to $20 million guaranteed. That's big money for a tight end. It's not huge money for a tight end, but are you going to have a more successful run somewhere else than you are with Doug Peterson as your head coach? I don't think so. So you get him in the ballpark of a really good deal, $9 million a year for, for Evan Ingram. <laughs> And uh, again, with a big cap, uh, a big signing bonus from Shad Khan, three million dollar cap hit estimated there for that. That gets you to nineteen million in cap space. I think that gives you room to sign one player not on your roster, and then also have enough money to sign your your draft class, which over the cap.com is projecting the Jaguars. Uh, 2023 draft class to cost 9.9 million. So you got to have 10 million for your draft class, right? Uh, Where would I look in free agency? I think there's a few different places you could look, but what we've done here so far, and again, this is just an example of how it could play out. This is not my definitive, this is what the Jaguars have to do. It's too early for that. This is just a way that we can talk about the Jaguars leveling up in 23, a path forward that could see them leveling up. You've got Jawan back. You've got Evan back. You've got almost everyone from the roster back that's been important outside of Roy Robertson-Harris and Shaquille Griffin. And Shaquille Griffin has made zero impact for the Jaguars in 2023. So you're not even, or excuse me, in 2022. So you're not even worried about that one. But losing Roy hurts. How do you mitigate that hurt? How about you try to sign Deron Payne? And if that doesn't work, there's also Javon Hargrave, who's a little bit older than Deron Payne, but absolutely still a menace on the defensive interior. Or David Onyemata, who's not quite that big name like Deron Payne and Javon Hargrave, but another guy who I think would be your best interior pass rusher from the jump. And what does this do, the interior pass rush? If you're able to find a guy who can be a consistent interior penetrator, it's going to really help Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, and the rest of these cats out when it comes to um, when it comes to getting off the field on third down. I think that Hargrave and Anyamata bring a little bit more consistency to the run game, but all three of those guys would be massive upgrades for the Jaguars on the defensive interior. And when you're talking about pushing the pocket, the quickest way to the quarterback is through the interior. If you're able to create interior pressure, it's going to help Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker out tremendously. I looked at Deron Payne as about an $18 million per year uh, type of guy. And again, with these signing bonuses, Shot is willing to write, you could get about a $6 million cap hit, about a third of year one salary is that signing bonus. So Um, I think that's completely reasonable, and it's a guy who he's just entering his prime right now, uber-talented player who you get him in here and and get him next to the rest of these guys in Jacksonville, he could be playing uh, at at a really high level, and I'm not trying to diminish who he's been playing next to in Washington, trust me. He's had Jonathan Allen, he's had some of the best defensive lines he's been playing with over the last couple years, but get him in here in your system, your attacking-style defense, I think he could have a lot of fun, but... Again, if it's not Duran Payne, you could also attack Javon Hargrave, try to get David Onyemata. There are options for you to really upgrade that defensive interior from a pass rush standpoint, and I think that could really help the Jaguars' defense. Again, you need some money going into the draft. You need about $10 million uh, at this point 
we're at about 13 million in cap space. I think you bring in a few more uh, veteran minimum type vet players, and then you go and attack the draft. And you don't really have a lot of holes on your roster to speak of. Um, with bringing Evan Ingram back, you have Evan, you have Luke Farrell under contract. Maybe one of those lesser signings that I just mentioned uh, is another veteran tight end. Maybe you draft a tight end. Uh, but with Evan Ingram, you've got your starter at tight end, it looks like, at least for 2023. Entering the draft, there's so many different ways the Jaguars could go. There's a lot of tight end talent in this draft. A lot. And I think players that could potentially become more balanced and um, more efficient than Evan Ingram. Not taking anything away from what Evan Ingram did this year, but Doug Peterson has gotten massive production out of every tight end he's worked with. I do think there might be there might be tight ends that have more uh, talent in this draft than Evan Ingram, but that's neither here nor there. That's basically me saying, is it possible that the Jaguars look at this draft and they say, we don't need to pay Evan Ingram? It's possible. Would I do that? No, I've said I would try to pay Evan Ingram, again, three years, $27 million, $9 million per. That's what I'd be trying to do at this point with Evan Ingram. But uh, I think uh, in the draft, don't need to go through a whole mock draft here, but a couple of talking points. I think Edge, if you went through this scenario that we just went through, I think Edge could make a lot of sense early on. And Edge is always going to make sense, Edge players, because they're high value. Uh, Edge, corner, tackle... These are positions that make the most in the NFL, and uh, they're going to be the most high-value positions in the first round. Edge, corner, tackle, wide receiver. Outside of quarterback, obviously, which the Jaguars are not going to be selecting in the first round. So this draft is super deep at tight end. It's super deep at edge, and it's super deep at cornerback. I think the one real thing you need to attack here in the draft, like without question, you have, based on what we've done here, You've got to find your nickel corner. Maybe you bring Trey Herndon back and you feel like if we have to put him in there at nickel, we don't feel like things are going to fall apart. But I think you want to try to turn that one from from a, a little bit of a liability to a real asset. And I think you can do that in this draft with some of the corners that are going to be available. Uh, I think it's one of the deeper corner classes I've seen. Again, one of the deeper edge classes I've seen. One of the deeper tight end classes I've seen. So I'd be really interested in in all that. And of course, wide receiver is always deep. There's going to be good wide receivers in this class. Um, so I think there's a lot the Jaguars can do. The reason I bring up wide receiver, you're like, well, they got Calvin Ridley. They got Christian Kirk. They got Zay Jones. Well, Marvin Jones is an unrestricted free agent. He's up there in age. I don't know if the Jaguars are going to bring him back or not. If you don't bring him back, you're going to need a guy that's more of a 50-50 ball guy. You've got Christian Kirk and and Calvin Ridley who bring speed and quickness and route running, the ability to get open and separate uh, to this roster. But without without Marvin Jones, you don't really have that possession receiver. And I think you could definitely find a guy that can be a possession receiver and then some for you in in day two or three of this draft. So there's a lot of different ways the Jaguars can level up. That's the point of all this. And um, they're going to have to have a prudent offseason. Trent Baalke is going to have to make more good moves, and he's made some really good moves since he's become the Jaguars general manager. None better than trading for Calvin Ridley, in my opinion. 
And yeah, we've given him a lot of crap, rightfully so in the past, in certain situations. But also got to give him his flowers now. Got to say sorry. Got to apologize. Because the players he did bring in here, they worked under Doug Peterson. And uh, that's just the bottom line. The guys he's brought in overall over the last two years have made this team significantly better. And sure, he's had plenty to work with. He's had the number one overall pick twice. He's had the most salary cap space in the NFL. But he's gotten the job done, and so you obviously want to give him another chance here to continue to build this roster and see if he can put it over the top, see if it can become not just a playoff contending roster, but a roster that can actually compete to win the AFC. And then you get to the Super Bowl, and who knows what happens. So I think you give him another shot. I think you're moving in the right direction. Um, in a lot of different ways with this roster, but there's going to be a lot of important moves that happen this offseason from cutting players that cost too much to maybe restructuring some to create money elsewhere to maybe trying to bring back Jawan, Evan. You've also got Arden Key and Dewan Smoot. Um, there's, there's a lot of guys you got to worry about. And then also trying to bring in more talent from other teams out there in free agency and then obviously hitting on the draft. There's a lot of different ways this team can get better. And, of course, the way we started this, the in-house development of players like Trevor Lawrence, a lot of these other young guys, a lot of guys that will be in year two of the system are going to improve. So, uh, yeah, I'm fired up for 2023. I think it's going to be a real fun process these next couple months talking about the draft, talking about free agency, talking about this team leveling up and try to get to the next step in 2023. I can't wait for it. Hopefully this was just like a little bit of an informative uh, guide and, and an example of how the Jaguars can a, can attack this offseason and, and try to improve their roster. So let me know what you think. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. You can let me know in the comment section below. Hit that like and subscribe button here on YouTube. You can go check out GenJag.com. Pick up some new Duval gear as well. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.